Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. Hi friends, before you listen to today's episode, we want to let you know that a primary focus of our discussion is the abortion industry. While this topic is often controversial, we know that having open and honest conversations rooted in love can be a great place to connect over difficult issues. We invite you to listen to our perspective and to consider that we are all much more similar than we are different from one another. We want our listeners to know that we are speaking from a pro-life perspective and hold absolutely no judgment towards women who have had an abortion. Please reach out to us if you would like to continue the conversation after listening to this episode. Thank you and happy listening. Welcome back to Moving Mountains. We're so excited to have you with us today. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Alaska and we're really excited to share our guest with you who's joining us from Ohio. His name is Johnny Giroux, and we know his wonderful sister, Maggie. She serves the local parishes up here in Alaska as a youth minister. Um, So, Johnny, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, super exciting. I love the name of your guys' podcast, Moving Mountains. Uh, It's just awesome. (laughs) I, uh, I just went to Miami University. I just graduated college in May. And now I work full time in the pro-life movement. I work for a local nonprofit down here in Cincinnati called Cincinnati Right to Life. And I do community engagement and event planning and education for them. So it's pretty exciting work and uh, I, I love what I do. So wonderful. That's amazing. That is awesome. Well, Johnny, before you jump into your miracle stories, we have our very important question to ask. Mm. So <laughs> even though it's a beautiful day in Alaska, we do have expected snow showers on Sunday. <laughs> so my very important question is, do you prefer skiing or snowboarding? Johnny, what's your answer? Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie to your fans out there. I have not done either. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's like a red flag for Alaskans that have never done either of those. But uh, I, I have a good friend, and he loves snowboarding. So I'm just going to go with his answer, which I know would be snowboarding if he was listening to this. All right. Well, it sounds like you'll have to come back to Alaska in the winter again to make it happen. I mean, there aren't a plethora of mountains in Ohio, so I think we can understand why you've never done that. Yeah. We have a lot of hills around here, but but not much not many mountains. No. That's awesome. What about you, Margaret? Well, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have said snowboarding because that's I did take up snowboarding um, at 30 years old when I was in Colorado. And I've never been more sore in my life than the day I learned to snowboard. Mm-hmm. I think it took me almost two hours to get down the mountain. Um, but now skiing, mm-hmm. it's easier on the body. You fall less. And I generally cross country ski. So mm-hmm. you can't really do that on a snowboard. Yeah, that would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can definitely relate to Johnny because I grew up in Ohio too, where we have like the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains 
hilly, but not mountainous and not enough snow for either activity. So when I moved to Alaska five years ago, I guess before I, like the year before I moved, I was up here a lot too. I skied for the first time and it was a lot of fun, but definitely harder to learn as an adult. So I haven't done anything beyond like the green, Mm. but it was a lot of fun. And now I love cross country skiing. So I'll have to go skiing. However, as a kid, we would use like I don't know why there were always like broken snowboards that we could like <laughs> find in the neighborhood alleys or something. And so I random. have memories of like, there's a school down the street in our Steubenville neighborhood where we would go, there's this little hill and we would like just try to try to make it down these little bunny hills standing on snowboards. So that was really fun, nice. but you can't really call it snowboarding because I mostly just fell. <laughs> nice. I'm like, I'm snowboarding. <laughs> what about you, Paige? Cali, Texas girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time I skied was when I was an adult as well. Um, so I've never tried snowboarding and I don't think I ever want to try snowboarding because <laughs> it looks so hard. Um, but skiing was fun. I, we went to Alieska, uh, down in Girdwood and one of my friends, this was like my second time ever skiing. She took me all the way to the top and she was oh, like, man. all right. She's That's like brutal. born and raised Alaskan. And, uh, oh my gosh. At one point I was just like, just go without me. I'm going <laughs> to take the skis off. I'm going to go down. And she's like, no, you're getting down this mountain. And there are like, five-year-olds just zooming past me and going backwards. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh. So I do like skiing down, like, you know, the magic carpet bunny hill, um, routes, but not so much skiing down mountains. (laughs) I feel you on being schooled by little kids. Yep. (laughs) So funny. Well, that was awesome. Good question, Paige. Um, I'm, not sure I'm prepared for snow yet, but <laughs> anyway, Johnny, we heard you have two stories to share with us and we're super excited. So whenever you're ready, please dive in and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I think I got to start kind of what got me in this movement was uh, reading a book called Racketeer for Life. Uh, this man, Joe Shadler, devoted his entire life to the pro-life movement over 50 years of his life before he passed away. And one of the quotes I read in this book was, if you want to see miracles, join the pro-life movement. Mm. I was like, what? Like, that's that's kind of weird. What what do you mean by that? And it wasn't until I was in this work full time that I I really saw that. And uh, one of those times where I really do feel I experienced a miracle was uh, when I I was going outside to pray outside an abortion clinic, uh, which I had done many times before this summer. Uh, but I was going this time with a good friend, Jamie, uh, who runs Ohio uh, Regional Students for Life here in Ohio. And I was just expecting we'd go like say a rosary and then and then leave like I'd done the, the times before. Uh, but this time, Jamie had some experience sidewalk counseling. And so um, I was like, all right, yeah, let's 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 see what we can do. So we were praying out there and the abortion clinic Planned Parenthood in Cincinnati is uh kind of built very like a fortress in that like it's got like a gate up front and then uh people drive through the sides and park in the back so it's like really really hard to talk Mm -hmm. to women to sidewalk Mm -hmm. council to try to convince them to choose life and to not go in there and uh but for some reason jamie out of the corner of her eye saw this uh woman drive and park in this side lot which means she was gonna have to 
uh, walk in front of like us to actually go down the driveway to enter Planned Parenthood. And she's like, she looks at me, she's like, I'm going to try to talk to her. I'm like, okay, please do. And then meanwhile, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I start, I start praying for her, praying to everyone's guardian angels and just like, you know, Lord, just please like help this be a fruitful conversation. And I, I see Jamie over there and she's talking to this woman and this woman's got like two little kids with her and what looks to be like her mother. So like the grandmother of uh, what we think are these three kids, the two kids and, and the one preborn kid. Um, and uh, I, I'm watching this all go down. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm standing all, all the way across, uh, uh, farther across the street, so I can't really hear what's going on. Uh, but after like 10 minutes, I just, Jamie is just like comes walking briskly to me and she's like, Johnny, we got to go get in my car. Like, like, I'm like, like, what's going on? What's going on? She's like, uh, she's going to come with us to the pregnancy center and we, she wants to follow us in her car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what happened? So she's telling me this as, as we're driving, I'm like looking back to make sure that, uh, you know, she's still following us. Cause the whole time we're, we're just like praying that she, she, she stays with us to the pregnancy center because it was like 10 minutes on the road. Um, but this woman didn't speak any English and uh, neither did Jamie. And so Jamie had been using Google Translate to communicate with this lady. And um, yeah, and then she actually hopped on the phone with a pregnancy center in town and they were able to have a Spanish translator. And uh, basically what she was trying to communicate to this woman, uh, turns out this woman was trying to go in for an initial appointment and uh, Jamie was just like, look, you go in there, they're going to charge you $250 uh, just for an initial appointment. Like I can show you where we can give you free resources. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason, this woman said yes. And she followed us. And uh, this woman was 11 weeks pregnant uh, with her, her child, which we found out later through the pregnancy center. And this probably happened about six weeks ago. Uh, so we're not sure. We're still not sure like what the end result of that is. Uh, but we know that that day that woman was able to receive a life affirming option mm. that, uh, and I was thinking too, is beautiful because her little kids, I know, uh, in a lot of Planned Parenthoods, they don't even let kids in the waiting area because it's a reminder of what's inside the womb. Uh, oh, but wow. we were there inside the pregnancy center and one of her little kids, a little, uh, one of the little girls, she was like, started like kind of fussing and, and whatnot. And, and one of the workers was like, Hey, like, do you want to come play over here with like some toys? And she was like, yeah. And this little girl got to like play for like 20 minutes while her mom like got the care she needed. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about that. And I'm like, wow, like she, she wouldn't have got that, you know, without, without, um, us being there and mm-hmm. without God, like ordaining that time, uh, for us to be there for her. So, Mm-hmm. That was kind of a miracle for me. And, and it's, uh, in the moment. Yeah. I mean, looking back, telling the story, it's like, it seems like, oh, right place, right time. But it's like, no, I think about a miracle and I'm like, miracles, you know, they involve a few things. They involve like faith to, to be there to show up. Even right. when like all these people would be like, oh, what, what are you doing out there? Like, there's no chance a woman would walk by that you would be able to talk to her, mm-hmm. um, let alone drive with you all the way to a different facility when she just met you that day. Are you and kidding can't me? can't even speak the same language as you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So all these things were against us. And, but like, God was just like, no, like I, I, yeah, I want to be here for, for this woman. So yeah. Part of uh, the miracle is you, is you having been there. Because mm. if you had chosen not to go, or you both of you had chosen not to go, then this never would have happened. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it was that you said right place, right time. Yes. But you listened to God's call to go be there. Mm-hmm. So it's not Absolutely. like, it was, yeah. yeah. And did you say you invited your friend Jamie to go? Um, no, actually, um, I think we both were, she was in town that one day. So she goes all around Ohio and mm-hmm. she was like, Hey, I think I'm going to do this this morning. You want to come? I'm not much sure. So, uh, oh, wow. but she wasn't yeah, even we, like from. No, that no. Wow. That's yeah. Just that yeah. day. Happened to be there. Just, <laughs> just that day. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I loved what you said about, um, yeah, just people being there. I think God likes to use natural like means to do supernatural things. Like he, mm-hmm. he loves using regular people to bring about the miraculous. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a blessing to be able to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Part of, like you said, part of faith is just showing up and it seems like maybe, you know, like you said, nothing's going to happen. And yet all of a sudden one day something does or, and, or, um, you said you'd been at the, you know, praying at this clinic many times. You have no idea how many people may be converted from your prayers. You know, sometimes we don't see the fruit of our prayers. And so it's, it's exciting to think about going to heaven and seeing, hopefully getting to see some of the fruit of however many rosaries or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know? Yeah. That uh, we received the 40 days for life. Um, they send out like a little quarterly magazine and newsletters and such. And, one of the things that always sticks out to me is they always say that abortion facilities, especially Planned Parenthood, complains that they have a sev- up to 75% no-show rates when there are people standing outside praying. So mm. it's like you you never know how many people just drive by when they see someone standing there with a rosary or praying. or So it's just, you know, so many miracles happen that we don't even ne- necessarily witness. Yeah, amen. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very, those, those types of moments are super encouraging because a lot of times you go out there and, and it, it does seem like there's like, you are a crazy person, mm-hmm. uh, praying this rosary on a sidewalk that it's, you know, uh, most people are just walking by and like acting like everything's normal when right. everything's not normal. Right. Uh, there's an intense spiritual warfare going on that most people don't realize we're in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, no, but, th- but that is, is, is where God likes to work. And, and, uh, all he needs is like a little, yes, a little, like right. someone showing up and being there and he will, he will, he will do the heavy lifting. He, he just needs us mountains. to be there. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It, it reminds me of father Michael, who your sister works for right now. Mm-hmm. I just, I love how candid and real he is with all of his stories and he's just so funny and um right now it's since it's fall in alaska um the 40 days for life campaign is uh starting here and so he was talking about that and sharing his own story he was like yeah the first time that i was supposed to go play in, in front of a planned parenthood i was like okay god or like i'll go do this but he didn't really want to and then he's on the subway going um, you know, planning to get off this stop for Planned Parenthood, whatever. And he decides in his head, I'm not going to do this. I'm skipping it. And then the subway train broke down at that station <laughs> and, and everybody had to get out. So he was like, all right, that's my sign, God. So, you know, it's, I really love the way that he shares because it's not always this, you know, glamorous moment. It's also like, sometimes it's really, really hard to say yes. Mm-hmm. And, we try to say no and run away, like, you know, Jonah, what, we have our Jonah moments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, God still works with us, even if we're like afraid and weak. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, okay, I would never do that. Like, that'd be way too scary or embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you just like open up willingness a little bit, maybe God can work with that yeah. and use you for a miracle as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I find like, it just helps so much more when you go with community, like you're oh, going yes. with your friend. Mm -hmm. And because I mean, there have been so many times where I've gone and I've been flipped off by people, oh, sure. you know, but then <laughs> there's also so many times where like people honk and like cheer. And um, yeah, it's just like when you're there with your friends and with other people who are praying in community, it's like, okay, it's not as scary anymore because we're here mm -hmm. together, um, which is why 40, 40 days for life is so awesome because at least here, in Anchorage, there's always such a big group of people yeah. outside praying. Um, and I'm sure that's the case in so many other places yeah. as well. Yeah. Again, so if, you know, somebody's listening to this wondering, you know, like, oh, I would never do that. I'd be afraid to go alone. Like, yeah, it's actually safer and mm -hmm. maybe more productive to go with a group and other people who've done it before. So look up yeah. 40 Days for Life if you've never heard of them because they do a campaign every year where there's organized groups who are out together. Mm -hmm. I'm actually probably going to take some teens. Um, I'm hoping that people will sign up towards the end of the month. Somebody at our church is coordinating it. And I've never, honestly, I've never done it. So, mm. and I told, I told her, I was like, I'm, I think this would be great for them and great for me. And so, yeah, the plan is to do it. Hopefully I'm just hoping people sign up. Yeah. You know, I only yeah. need two or three. I'm sure they will. I'd love a dozen yeah. or, you know, mm -hmm. so well, we'll I pray for that's... that. That's amazing. And Thanks it's so encouraging. Yes, yes, of course. And and I was just uh, listening to, do you guys know Abby Johnson? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. She she was a former Planned Parenthood director. Right. And she had a live stream today on Instagram. She said today is the 13th anniversary of when she left Planned Parenthood. Right. And yeah, and, and the people who started 40 Days for Life started it at that facility with and Abby Johnson was like the first abortion worker that converted through that, that, that campaign. Ooh. And so, yeah. And, and so it's like, and, and this was founded by uh, one of the guys, David B. Wright. And this guy, he, he just, it, it all starts come back to what we were talking about. Like just a little, yes. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to like do something about abortion in my community. And he was praying with his, his, his coworkers and they were like, let's do this. And, mm. and you know, the rest is history. A hundredfold, thousandfold later, uh, the the fruit is still showing. So, Amen. and here we are recording with you on this anniversary. What are the changes? Wow! I know, I know. <laughs> so, do you have any other stories that you'd like to share with us? Yes, I'll I'll share one more story, and this one is is kind of similar similar thing. Um, <laughs> if Planned Parenthood uh, people are, are listening to this, they probably think we have nothing better to do than to, to go to their facilities because uh, this one's about going there too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we, so uh, one of the things we've been trying to do in the past two months is do Eucharistic processions to Planned Parenthood. Oh, wow. uh, and yeah, one of my priests here, Father Ethan Moore, he has a great quote. He just says like, yeah, Jesus wants to be there. Like he mm -hmm. wants to be at that place. And so we just want to bring them there. And so we've probably done four or five in the past two months. And one of these times, though, it was pouring down rain in the morning. I mean, I don't know if you guys have pouring down rain in Alaska, but in Cincinnati, it's pretty known for it, uh, our, our change of weather. Um, and so anyway, pouring down rain. And uh, so a, 
a lot of people in the church, uh, so there's mass and then we do a procession. A lot of people at mass were like, should we do the procession today? You know, and then this deacon though, this deacon that was going to be leading the charge, he's like, no, we're doing it. We're doing Good. it. Like, God's, God's <laughs> not going to like, like we, we planned it. We got permission, all these things. He's not going to like bail on us now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we did it. And from the time we started the procession to the time we ended, not a single drop of rain occurred. And, uh, it's funny, like as soon as everyone got back in the church, it started pouring down raining again. And, uh, it was like, I, I kind of love that too, because it was like, I think it was God showing us, especially like, like I'm showing you that I am like, I want you doing this. Like this is, I'm ordaining this with my blessing. And I sent Paige a picture of the, uh, weather radar from that someone screenshotted at the time. Uh, that's that we have the procession yeah and it's like this little blue circle uh surrounded by like just yeah just red like the meanest nastiest storm is, you'll ever see wow. yeah. it literally looks like like a force field almost pushing mm-hmm. yeah we'll have to post this um sure. on our instagram yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the eye of the hurricane <laughs> that's crazy. And, you know, someone said mary's mantle i mean yeah Oh, yeah. that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so, amazing. yeah, I think a lot. And, and now I'm kind of starting to get what Joe Shadler meant when he said, like, if you want to see miracles, join the pro-life movement, because, uh, you know, it's kind of reminds me of the St. Teresa of Avila would say, like, Jesus has like no, no hands, but yours, no feet, but yours. Mm-hmm. And I think about like us going to the pray in front of the abortion clinic, like, I, I'm, I'm the guy who like runs ahead with the portable altar and then I set it down and we do like, we put the monstrance on the altar and then we have this canopy and everything. But I'm like, I'm like, God, why did, why is this your plan that you have like us little humans like set mm-hmm. this up for you? Like you could in the snap of a finger, you could cure all of our problems, like get rid of all of our, um, issues in life, but still you choose to use us for this uh, and still something I'm like praying about. But um, yeah, like miracles, he shows us when it's, it's just regular people uh, saying, let's, let's do things for the kingdom and he'll, he'll show his blessing on it. Amen. Yeah. I'm so glad that someone took that picture. Who took that picture? <laughs> I know my, my boss, Laura, she's, she's okay, super smart. While it was while we were, <laughs> Uh, doing the Eucharistic procession, she was like, I'm going to look up the radar right now. And she screenshotted it. So that's amazing. That is super. I've heard stories, you know, not to take away from your story at all. Um, there's a girls camp I was involved in for years. And I think the week was just forecasted to be soaking wet or something, or maybe it was a day when they were supposed to be outside all day. And, um, somebody called them up and said, you know, I'm so sorry, it's raining. And they said, it's not raining here. And they were, they were, they were like, what? It's, it's raining where you are. It's like very, very bad storm, five minutes, 10 minutes away. And God just cleared the sky for them that day or that week or whatever. Like just beautiful. It's just, yeah. I don't have a yeah. picture of that, unfortunately. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's, it is amazing. Something about like there being like some big obstacle there and people saying, let's do this anyway. Like I think about like the miracle of the 5,000 loaves and fish, like, right. Oh, Lord, we only have two loaves and two fish or three fish or whatever. It's like, that's when God's like, oh, no, let me show you. You know, let me show you what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And, well, the miracle uh, at Fatima, too, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah. That one's amazing. Mm. For those of those who haven't yeah. heard that yeah. story, just like torrential soaking rain. And then there was the miracle of the sun where, you know, uh, how many people was it? It's like over a hundred thousand or something. 70,000 people. 70,000. I think. 70, yeah. Okay. 70,000 yeah. people. Yeah. Like all witness this miracle of the sun, like moving closer and like drying everything up and yeah, it's still kind of an <laughs> unexplained phenomenon. So mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, I it's love that. Yeah. Sorry, you go. I just wanted to say it's it's just amazing hearing, you know, congratulations on graduating recently. And we're so <laughs> grateful that you said yes to doing this work. Um, and I'm just excited because I feel like, you know, we're going to be recording you again in a year hearing the stories <laughs> that have unfolded. I mean, right now you've just been, you're new to your job and kind of new in this work and you already are starting to see the truth. Um, of that statement. Like if you want to see miracles, join the pro-life movement. So mm -hmm. I'm just excited to see what continues to unfold in the work that you're doing. And I'm, I'm feeling very certain we're going to have some more stories from you in the future. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I'd love that. Yeah. Do you have like any resources or any advice to anyone who might be looking to work in the pro-life movement or even just like volunteer? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it starts, uh, it, you don't have to do much. Uh, honestly, if you, you probably live very close to an abortion clinic and, uh, odds are it's, it's right down the road. And one place to start is actually just going and praying. If you believe in God, if you don't, uh, and you still are pro-life, then, uh, taking a friend and, uh, seeing if you can, Try to learn how to get sidewalk and become a sidewalk counselor. Uh, get trained to be one of those. It's really easy to become a, a trained sidewalk counselor. There's an organization called Sidewalk Advocates for Life, mm -hmm. and they do amazing work. They've saved over 18,000 lives mm -hmm. in their ministry uh, just nationwide. And, uh, yeah, and every life save is like a, a miracle story. It really mm -hmm. is. And it's, really? it's yeah, it's because it's like, it's, it's like the, um, Joseph in the Old Testament. He's like, uh, you know, what my, what people plan for evil, like God used for the good. And, uh, yeah. And so God, God can use that. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, the main thing I would say is, is a lot of people are pro-life, but do you do pro-life? And I think there's a difference between being pro-life and doing pro-life. And so, um, yeah, just, just starting to live your beliefs is such a powerful thing and seeing, uh, where God calls you in that way. We, we say there's, there's kind of like a justice side to this issue and there's a mercy side, uh, compassionate side, uh, like in the pregnancy center, right? You're going to be helping those moms directly and folding those baby clothes. Uh, or if you're more into politics or legislatively, we need a lot of, warriors uh, fighting in that realm too yeah. uh and we need people standing for the truth and justice in that that's that segment so um there's different all different areas of this and see how your gifts and talents god can use that to um yeah bring about life into your community so good we we do have students for life up here um we have a representative who's come up a couple times and talked to my teens and then a young lady who started one um out in the valley and also, I know I don't know as much about Anchorage, but we do have a resource center in Eagle River where I live. And so part of it, I feel like, is just, you know, awareness, people being educated. Where can I go? Where can I find help? 
And maybe they think the only help they can get is getting rid of their child. And that's not the truth. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind mm -hmm. of you know, speaking life, obviously, um, to these folks, but also knowing where to send them and how to help them. Yeah. I think I saw in this, like, this might not be the exact correct numbers. And Johnny, you might know this better than I do, but I saw something that said like for every one Planned Parenthood, there's like five pregnancy resource centers or something like that mm -hmm. nationwide. So it's like, yeah, there are so many pregnancy resource centers that are like completely free and want to help mm -hmm. in every way possible. Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. Other organizations that want to help you know, like it's always, oh, the pro-life movement doesn't just cares about babies, but doesn't care about the moms. It's not true. So there's so many ways that you can help because there's so many organizations out there that are helping mothers who have no money, who have mm -hmm. no support um, and want to help, not just with the pregnancy and delivery, but for years after that. So definitely learning what your local resources are is mm -hmm. really important because mm -hmm. then you actually have the tools to help somebody who may want to be able to support a child and just doesn't, you know, doesn't know what to do. Right. And as all of us here probably know, hopefully anybody who, who is listening knows, um, like these women who are going to Planned Parenthood are not evil and they are not trying to do something evil. They are women mm -hmm. just like us who are, who are scared and don't know what to do and think that they're just making the best decision right. or the only decision that they have. So, um, uh, definitely getting trained to be a sidewalk counselor, I think is really important before walking up and talking to people. Just mm -hmm. want to be really sensitive to what they're going through and be able to put yourself in their shoes and also understand this is probably a really good woman that I'm speaking to. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe I could be someone who can help her. Right. Merciful. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so, so good what you just said. Yeah, the women going into these clinics are not the enemy. Uh, the pro-abortion judges and politicians are not the enemy. Neither are the abortionists. They're not the enemy. Uh, we know who the enemy is, and our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Mm -hmm. Our enemy is the enemy, uh, the powers of evil in this world. And uh, sadly, abortionists and, and uh, all these other people are misguided. And some of them are evildoers, but we know that God wants their hearts too. And God wants their conversion. And talking about Abby Johnson, right? Uh, she was one of the most uh, prolific abortion uh, advocates. And God converted her heart. And she is now probably one of the biggest pro-life warriors in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I always try to keep that mentality in mind and try to pray for your local abortionists. Like if, if they, if they leave the practice, uh, abortions don't happen anymore. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> try praying for them. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, cool. no, I, and sorry, one more thing I'll say is the um, pregnancy centers. I, it's a total big issue that people don't know. Um, so something even as simple as like, uh, if anyone wants to fund like billboards saying like a pregnancy center is here, Ooh. we know that that saves lives. We, we, we just mm. know from our friends that people have seen those billboards and chosen life. They're just looking wow. for one sign to do that. Wow. So if, if anyone listening want to do that, I would highly encourage it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You know, we don't have billboards in Alaska. What? <laughs> I know. It's always funny when I go to the lower 48, I was just there and I said, oh yeah, billboards. They're kind of annoying. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. They clutter up the mountain scenery up no. here. Yeah. They would. 
<laughs> wow, bad advice for Alaska then. So funny. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Johnny, for sharing just your experiences. And yeah, um, one last question is, what is one piece of advice that you have for someone um, who, yeah, who might be in the shoe, like same shoes that you were in right before you stepped into pro-life ministry? <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you mean like at a crossroads kind of, of like, yeah. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, one of the things that actually encouraged me to get in this fight was, um, the uh, speech from Jordan Peterson, he gave a commencement address at Hillsdale College this year. It's an amazing speech and it's called At a Crossroads. And he describes the decisions you can make at a crossroads. He says you can choose to follow your own ambition. And he says that's, that's an okay strategy. It's better than laying on your mom's couch. Uh, <laughs> but he says it's not an optimal strategy. And he says the optimal strategy is actually to... Uh, look at the lowest in society and serve them mm. and see that as the highest calling. And uh, that's what inspired me. And he said, that's what the imitation of Christ is. And that's what every thriving society is based on is people that choose to do this with their lives. And I think uh, Jesus says, there's uh, what you ever did to the least of my brothers, you did to me. And there's no one more least, literally physically least than mm -hmm. the preborn children, mm -hmm. uh, but also least in that they don't have a voice. They can't advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. And we are living in a time where uh, we have that opportunity, especially with the Roe v. Wade being overturned. Now more than ever, we have the opportunity to speak up for them uh, so that uh, history uh, will show that the humanity of the preborn. And so, yeah, the advice I would give is uh, instead of, Following your own ambition, which is still good, and God wants to use that ambition if you have that. I know I have ambition in me, but uh, he wants you to serve, and uh, that's what we're called to do as Christians. And uh, I, I can speak from experience now that I have seen, you know, joy that I've never seen before mm -hmm. uh, than I have when, when serving in this way. So that's Amazing. awesome great <laughs> thank you so much for sharing so yeah thank you we're gonna dive into mini miracles now so margaret what's your mini miracle oh. well i was really excited that i had one i have a couple but i think i'm just gonna share one um so i was just traveling and as you know flying from alaska to anywhere is basically pretty far so i was traveling to michigan and then i was coming back um on tuesday and I was looking at the seating on the plane and I was like, well, you know, I always try to get an exit row, right? Because exit rows have more foot leg room and everything. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I looked, they were almost all open. I was like, that's strange. So anyway, I picked a seat and nobody picked a seat in my row. So I got to be on a five hour flight with no one in my row oh. and all this leg space. <laughs> and kind of in addition to that is I don't usually sit by the window because I just don't like feeling like I'm stuck there, especially on a long flight. And um, if you have ever flown into Seattle, sometimes Rainier is out. And I didn't realize I was on the side of the plane that I would get to view Rainier. And so it was out. And then the mountains just looked so glorious. And I was just in awe watching, you know, God's creation below me. Just just I wouldn't have gotten that <laughs> if I didn't change my seat. And just just the glory of the, the awesomeness of flying and the, the glory of the mountains. It just kind of blew my mind. So it, looked, it almost looked unreal it was so wonderful so that's, that's awesome. amazing definitely a whole road to road to yourself these days is a miracle yeah like even is. the small flights that have been like inner alaska that we've been on have been packed 
Yeah. So, so no one wants to fight in Detroit to Seattle. Apparently. <laughs> what about you, Bernadette? Um, so I'm going to actually share a recipe this week because um, it's definitely a miracle to me that I had a loaf of bread turn out so good. <laughs> I, I, I've always loved baking, but um, as I mentioned before in the podcast, I'm really into learning like traditional methods of preparing food. So I've just been trying different recipes with um, like I've been soaking and sprouting my own hard winter wheat, which can be kind of hard to work with. And it's very different to cook with compared to just getting flour off the shelf from the store. Um, but I have done this recipe from this one woman. Her blog is called Grains and Grit. And I will share the recipe in our show notes. <laughs> but I have made this loaf a couple times. Um, and this week with the best one turned out, it was just like the most beautiful loaf of sprouted whole grain, like all natural organic bread. And wow. it was it like rose so high that it, it's like that, you know, like if a kid drew a loaf of bread with like the big puff on top over the bread loaf pan, it's like that. <laughs> so it's it's like yeah. perfect for sandwiches or for having like, you know, butter and jam in the morning. Mm. Um, and it just tastes so good. And every time I take a bite, I'm like, this is just so amazing that I finally was able to find a recipe yeah. that works like the same way that I know how to cook with commercial flours. So I'm just thankful for the miracle of like very whole healthy foods. And I'm really excited about that recipe this week. And why didn't you bring us any? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, my mini miracle works well for this episode because I just found out I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> Wait, did you? finding this out oh my no God. way no way congratulations <laughs> uh, like two days ago oh my goodness wow. <laughs> I was with Bernadette yesterday it was so hard not oh to tell you because I was like I want to do it on the podcast <laughs> so glad you waited wow <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> so Johnny, what's your name? Wow. I am honored to have been here oh, to hear that announcement. Johnny, you actually know before Maggie knows. Whoa. <laughs> I was gonna ask. I, I'm definitely gonna call her after this and yeah. Well I won't tell her because yeah. I'll let you tell her, but yeah. You tell her I know something you don't know. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And actually that's the first time I've heard someone tell me uh they're pregnant in this pro life work. So it's like different. Oh, I don't know. Wow, it's like God. yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, that that's got I mean, I my mini miracle has got nothing on that. I, <laughs> no, I guess, no, no, no. Uh, um, yeah, I don't. Mini, I, I, yeah, I don't know if I have a mini miracle. Um, does not clicking snooze one day this week count as not? <laughs> hey, a mini miracle. That's all it is. Be pregnancy. As you can see, it can be anything an airplane seat, a loaf of bread, or something truly amazing, a new life created, another person sitting in this room with us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do have one kind of mini miracle. I, I was at the Ohio March for Life yesterday. It was our first annual March for Life for our state. And we had like 4,500 people show up at the state capitol. So it was amazing. And uh, I actually didn't get to march at all, though. 
I was, I was on my way to, to join the crowd marching in the street and I see this guy walking by and he just like gives a big thumbs down to the march, which is, a, which is a nice like change of pace though from like flipping us off. I'm like, okay, at least he's not flipping us off. He's giving thumbs down. I'm like, hey, hey, what, what's, what do you mean, man? You don't agree with this? And we ended up talking for over an hour. Wow. And, uh, I, yeah, and it was, it was a very, very good conversation. I don't know if we got anywhere and he was any more convinced to the, to the pro-life side, but, but I'm very grateful for that conversation. And, uh, I think that was a mini miracle again, like kind of right place, right time, like, uh, divine Absolutely. appointment. Johnny, I yeah. love that you're in this and you're a man. Um, I know that might sound funny, but I think people often think about obviously the impacts on women and, and all that with pro-life, but I, we need men advocating too. And it's, mm-hmm. I just think it's powerful and beautiful and, um, inspiring. So, thank you is for doing this work. It's, it's really what I want to say is thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It, it really is encouraging to me because yeah, I do get that a lot. <laughs> like, like, Oh yeah, no universe, no opinion, like, like all these things. And, uh, but it is encouraging hearing that. And any, anytime I, we can encourage each other. And so it's often hard just fighting the culture of death every day. And I think right. that, uh, I, I've been super into encouragement recently because it's just like so important when you're fighting, trying to fight the good fight, at least, right. uh, imperfectly, right. obviously. But And even that man you yeah. met, like just having a conversation and loving him through that, you never know what kind of impact that'll have. It, like you said, it might not have changed his mind, but you definitely got him thinking. Or he yeah. might wake up in two years and have a real, like, oh, I remember that conversation with that guy. You know, you just never know. Yeah. Or even just to know, yeah. like, oh, like pro-lifers aren't the way that they're necessarily portrayed to be, like these mean people who are going to attack you and try to, mm-hmm. you know, imprison innocent mothers. Whatever, you know, like, yeah. no, I'm just another person like you. Let's have a conversation and understand each other because that's really where any type of, um, you know, peace begins is when we recognize each other's humanity, which is what this pro-life movement is all about. We're just like, oh, yeah, we're brothers and sisters. We're we're way more similar than we are different. And just having a simple conversation with someone really, you know, communicates that and kind of breaks the ice of all of the false information that's out there. Um, yeah. Planting yeah. And I love it. You're like, Oh, I don't, I don't think I have a mini miracle this week. Oh yeah. 4,500 <laughs> people just showed up. For the first <laughs> <laughs> like, if that's all you got. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no That's that was good Ohio. Yeah. i know right we're we're really it's kind of like we're one of those battleground states in the next like five to 15 months it's really going to decide where we're going to be oh, we could be a 100 percent pro-life state or 100 percent pro uh abortion till nine months state so these next months are crucial and any prayers you guys could give us or we'll be great definitely. grateful definitely, yeah. definitely. You hear that, everyone. Yeah. Pray for Ohio. Yes. And speaking of prayer, um, I would love to cr- close us in prayer today. So let's all the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us together today and for the gift of Johnny and the work that he's doing and for everyone who's working in the pro-life movement. Just thank you so much for the courage and for the yes of these people to your call to champion the poorest of the poor, the smallest of the small, um, which are the unborn children. And Lord, we ask that you would just 
bless our nation right now as we're in this time of change and really work in the hearts of people on both sides to open these types of conversations and interactions that really changes lives and saves lives and um, shifts the whole course of history. So Lord, we ask your special blessing on Johnny as he continues to grow in this new job and, um, and just direct his paths and his conversations and let your Holy Spirit dwell on him and speak through him and act through him and, and all of his coworkers and just bless the work that they're doing in Cincinnati. And we also just pray that you would bless all expectant mothers, especially just, we pray for those moms who are pregnant and don't know what to do and, um, think that the best course of action is getting rid of their child or think, you know, that there's nobody out there who could support them. Even if they want to keep their child, just please dwell in the hearts of those mothers and, um, orchestrate that they're able to meet people like Johnny and have conversations where they realize that um, they have a baby inside of them and that they do have the support to choose life. So we we also ask Mama Mary's special blessing, especially on these women and on all of us here today as we continue um, and just live our lives after this conversation and um, and go out into the world and have these experiences. So thank you, Lord, for our time together today and for wonderful people like Johnny and for his willingness to share his story. Amen. 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 Fulton Sheen, pray, pray for, for us. us. Pray for us. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks so much, Johnny. It was great talking with you. Thank you guys. This was awesome. And congrats again, Paige. So happy for you. So happy for you. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.